Olivia Thompson, a.k.a. OMG Artistry, is a celebrity hairdresser and former makeup artist. Consulted top 30 brands in the world, built a following looking for prosumer advice, content, and hacks, and has taught hundreds of thousands of hairstylists all over the world, and she started it all from her bathtub. Today, we're going to get to know Olivia, and we are going to hear what her journey was like and how she did it. Welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong Show. Today I'm here with Olivia Thompson, and my name is Robert Hughes, and I'm your host. How are you doing today, Olivia? I'm good, Robert. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on the show. I've been wanting to. You and I have been trying to connect for a while now. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, and it was kind of like in the midst of uh, going to uh, conferences, and I know you were doing a lot of traveling, so I really appreciate it. Uh, coming on here today. And, um, you know, I think uh, it. I, I'm really excited to hear your story. Uh, we So if you're listening or watching the show, uh, Olivia and I met at Premier Orlando and we were introduced by Corey from Hair Industry, Your Day Off podcast. And we got to talking a little bit about uh, the startup hairdresser, the rising stylist, uh, the things that are challenging for them. And, um, we kind of had a lot in common, and I'm really excited to have you on the show to hear uh, you tell your story about how you got to where you are, and um, you know maybe starting from you know hair school and slash training, and why you got into it and beyond. I have pivoted my life so many times, but in the same field. Whether that's just pivoting from being a celebrity hair and makeup artist, I used to do like music videos. I used to do like photo shoots, I used to do like fashion shows, ventured now into video content creation. So there's been so many different things, but I'm always trying to grow where my passion is. And that's the great thing about this industry. There are so many different avenues and just to play and dabble and to like kind of deep dive into like my creative side is kind of the journey that I've been on. And I'm like, I'm reinventing myself literally like every year is really what it is. And every six months is when I have that like mental breakdown. I'm like, I'm not good enough. I have that imposter syndrome. I'm like, what, what's next for me? What's next for our industry? So I've, I've done it now for over 14 years. So oh, it's okay. been a long time coming. And I was on Instagram from the very beginning. It was, it was not an easy um, way, whether that was making money, whether that was like knowing my purpose. Um, slowly every day I'm figuring out myself. I learned something brand new. And I think that has a lot to do with like meditation and self-reflection and, and learning the ways, but I can get started from the beginning if you'd like. Yeah. So did you start off in doing hair or, I mean, you were talking about music videos and photo shoots and stuff. Uh, so where did you start? So I actually went to school for videography before okay. the hair industry, but I was always working in salon assisting, um, making money that way since I was like 13 years old. So in high school, I took a video production class and it was like my favorite thing in the world to do. It was, it was just me and my friends and it was called CTV and we were just having a good time. That's where I actually learned how to edit. And then I went to college for it and then it like became a job. And I was like, okay. no, the same for me. <laughs> like, it's not just me and my friends like messing around anymore. Um, so during, this was actually during uh, 2007 and my mom had called me when I was in college and she told me, uh, we cannot afford for you to be in college anymore. We need you to come home. 
So I was actually more than fine with it. And I came home and I said to her, I was like, well, what am I going to do now? And I just spent all this money. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to this. I spent all this money on college. Um, and then I came home. I hadn't had a job in a year. So, and my mom on paper did not have the same job anymore. So even when I went to apply for financial aid, they wouldn't give me financial aid to go to school because my mom didn't have that same job anymore. She actually had gotten laid off. So it was a a really long, like um, three days of me and my mom just sitting down, evaluating what I wanted to do with my life. And she said, she goes, Olivia, why don't you go to hair school? So it was, um, it was a huge moment because it made me so excited because that's what I knew. Like I knew hair, I knew beauty, I knew creativity on that avenue. And, you know, when I went to school and I applied for financial aid and they didn't give it to me, it was a, it was a stab in the heart. It was a big like NO for me. And I said, am I going to let this identify me as not being able to do this? Or am I going to go to work? Am I going to work for the school? So after me, I was just persistent. That was the only thing that I had on my back was I didn't have money. I didn't have financial assistant. I was getting a job at the time because as soon as I got home, I immediately got a job to start paying for it. But I could not afford what beauty school was charging. Like, let's be real. So after six weeks and six days, they ended up giving me a grant to go to school. Who gave you a grant? The school did. Oh, wow. The school gave me a grant. So basically, instead of me paying every uh, quarter, like almost like $5,000, it was only $99. Wow. To go to school. Yeah. How'd that happen? And I just was begging. Like I was in, I was in there like every week. I ended up paying for the first session because I just like scrounged up money because I just wanted to be there. But I knew that I was like, there has to be other options. And there at the time when I went to school, there was not a lot of options. There was not a lot of funding. I mean, there's so many different fundings and and scholarships now, like for the hair industry, which I would back so much. But because someone took a chance on me of an education, that's why I give away all my secrets. If you walk up to me or if you DM me, I'm sure there's a lot of people on here right now that have direct messaged me. I will always tell you guys exactly what I'm doing. If you want to know something or a hack or something with how did you make that video? How do you get more engagement? um, How did you build a brand? I will send voice memos. I will send voice memos of how I do it because the gift of giving is education. It's a career for a lifetime. And it has done wonders for me, not just in my career, but like in my personal psyche. Like I receive validation from my job. I don't like to receive validation for the people around me. Sometimes I go in and out of that it all happens. But when I know that I am successful, when I know that I am consistent and I have my time blocking abilities to like really be creative, that is what creates validation for me. So not only is the beauty industry just great as a career, but personally, like at the end of the day, like who is Olivia? It's done wonders for. Nice. That's awesome. That's so good. (laughs) So you, uh, so you get a grant to go to school and you, uh, how, so you go to school and tell us about like, were you working in a salon while you were like, were you working at all, uh, while you were in school? Yeah, I had three jobs. So I was, my random job was, I was a medical secretary at a podiatry office. 
random. Um, and then I started managing a salon at the Hard Rock in Fort Lauderdale. Um, so I'm from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, just so you guys know. Um, and then I was also assisting washing hair. So as soon as I got out of school, I went right into makeup school. So I went to school another year. Um, by that time I could pay for it, you know, cause I had my abilities to have a job and have money. And this was right when Instagram came out. Okay. So I'm like, Oh, I know how to use this platform. I know how to take pictures. I know how to make videos. Right. I remember the very first video on Instagram was like stop motion almost where you almost, you only had the ability. It was like reels before it was reels. You only had the ability to film like three second increments. And it was the coolest thing. Oh my God. I have my first video on Instagram ever. Maybe we could play it in like one of these clips. It's terrible, yeah. but it was great because it was just like the yellow lighting, like the, the shittiness of like the stop motion. I mean, it was great. It was great for what it was. So I started building a following, you know, on social media from the very beginning. And then I actually went to go to some education that was coming out about social media. And I was like, but it wasn't for beauty. It was just regular social media education. And I remember like going to this class and I was like, I didn't learn anything. I literally didn't learn anything. Basically what I learned was to be consistent. Yeah, we get it. But like, how do you grow a brand? How do you grow a following? How do you take pictures? How do you use lighting? And I remember coming back to Fort Lauderdale and I was in the salon that I was working at the time and I was sitting on the washer and I was bitching. And I was like, they are not teaching this. And then I go, they're not teaching this. (laughs) And I started teaching on my social media pages. I started to teach how to build a brand, how to do photography. Well, I was done with school at this time. I was done. I was, I was, Yep. This was probably maybe like a, a three years after I was already like getting involved in my okay. in my career with doing hair and makeup and stuff. Um, and I just said, they're not teaching this. And I showed lighting for the first time, how to do hair photography. Um, I showed what camera I was using and what settings I was using. And then Megan from Cosmoprof got my name from Larissa, who's one of my best friends. And she started following me. And I remember she set up a meeting with me and she goes, can you have a social media curriculum by next week? And I go, yes. (laughs) And then I'm like, I'm like, what the hell's a curriculum? (laughs) (laughs) Google, Google how to make a curriculum. (laughs) (laughs) Says yes and nervous. I did not know. What I didn't like, of course, I knew Cosmo Prof and how big and they were like building a team and stuff like that. I mean, I just I had no idea. So I basically just put together like what would be an hour of like, what does Olivia do from like start to finish when it comes to creating a photo? Uh, that's the client coming into the chair. That's the the way I speak with them or ask them or, and then the second part is like, well, then how do I actually post it? What's the caption look like? And then what's the end result? How do I promote it? How do I share it? How do I collaborate with other brands? How do I talk about it? So that was seven years ago is when that's happened. And I can't even say that, like, it's so crazy to say that even out loud that I've been teaching social and videography. So that was, that's been my journey. And like, you know, I, I really want to give you guys some good like nuggets on social media 
right now that I've kind of been working into. Um, but we can kind of finish some questions and then at okay, the end, so well, you guys well, want to stay tuned for those nuggets. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, let's, well, let's see. Uh, first, let's kind of like make sure we got your story going. So we got, so you go to school, are uh, you're in, you're in college studying videography. You, uh, you, you, you get hit with the news that you're going to have to walk out of uh, leave school and you're figuring out what you want to do. And you were, you were already working in salons before that, right? Before you decided yeah. to go to school, <clears throat> you go to school while you're in school, you're working three jobs and uh, two of which are in the industry. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so you got your foot in the door somewhere, right? While you're in school. And um, did you, so like if let's talk about just I just want to hear something about that real quick. Uh, do you feel like uh, it was an important part of your story to be working while you were in school? One hundred percent. I had mentors like I was. That's the one thing. If you are a hairstylist still go find a mentor. Like if it's your first, second, third, fourth, fifth, seventh, 42nd year, go find a mentor. Because the two girls that have worked with me, my previous assistant was already a hairstylist. She was with me for two years. My current, and her name is Jenny. My current assistant, Courtney, has been with me for three years. And she is a working hairstylist. Everyone that comes into my life that I mentor, I baby them, right? But I was baby. I was, somebody told me, like, on my worst days, like to keep going because it's not all what people see. Like I, there were days that I would sit in that chair and wait for clients to walk through the door. I was still that girl that even though I didn't have a client, I would have my cards and go into the stores and ask people like, that's the most awkward conversation. It's like, oh, your hair looks like crap. Let me do it. Or your hair looks great. Let me do it. Like either one. It (laughs) just doesn't make sense. Right. So, but I was still doing it. And I was bringing in models, right? I was bringing in, I never call them models. By the way, never call them models because when they hear model, they hear free. Okay. Oh. I would say to them, let me, let me do a entire um, video or photo journey of your transformation. Would you mind like coming in? Can we set up a time? Mm. So when they hear model, they hear free. Okay. Never call them a model. Just say, I want to capture your experience of a full hair transformation. That's are you, good. are you in for that? And then I also tell them, cause a lot of people are like, Oh, well sometimes like they don't dress the part. I always say come hair and makeup ready, which means hair ready is clean hair, relatively air dried or straight, you know, and then come make camera ready, makeup ready. It's a better way of saying like, can you put on some lipstick or maybe some yeah, mascara? Yeah. Right. Um, cause I don't like to touch up a lot of my photos. That's the truth. Like I like, I always say like the biggest, um, the biggest separation between you and your, um, your audience is a filter. So trying to do less filters is so much better and it helps with your algorithms. We'll talk about that one day. Um, oh, yeah. but yeah, okay. so, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll, well, I'm going to write, write some of the next conversation that we have about star that down. Here. Yeah. There's a to be continued on this guys. Um, so yeah, I was bringing in people. I was capturing, I was creating a portfolio is really what I was doing. Um, my first mentor ever, um, was my mom, of course, because she 
was doing um, hair at the time as well. I don't think I mentioned that, but she was also an assistant. Like my mom was folding towels. My mom was washing. She was sweeping the floors like, and she was in her forties at this time. And she was still assisting and working behind the chair. My mom went to back to school for massage therapy at 50 years old. Like, yeah. So I love, I love education. She's always taught me to just like continuously educate myself because when you're green, you grow, when you're right, you rot. When you think you know everything, you know, nothing at all. Right. I love that. So at this time, just building, building, building. And what I started to notice was I was capturing because I knew what I was doing, right? I knew my photography. I knew my videography. I was posting it on a platform, on an app. And I just started building really fast because I was promoting myself as opposed to going into the store and asking for clients, right? Like my, my boots on the ground was one person at a time. But I said, wow, even if I have 100 followers, this is still 100 people that I'm reaching out to all at once. So I was using my time a little bit better, right? Yeah. And then I was going into the restaurants and I was telling the girls that work the bar, come and see me. I want to capture your journey. And right? when you I capture, capture your journey. When you're doing this capturing people's journey, and are you charging them or are you giving discounts or are you I not usually would give the like first time? I would usually give them just like a 50% off. Okay. You know? And this is the thing. Even if it's like, even if you want to venture into hair extensions, never, never use all of your money to pay for someone's hair extensions. Like that is not even worth it. Okay. They need to at least pay for hair. They need to at least pay for product. They're receiving a service. At the end of the day, they're going to go to somebody else to get this done anyways. They might as well support you, get a discount, and then they get pictures too. You know, people love that. People love feeling important. Start the relationship uh, building process, which is important for clientele building. So I love this little tidbit for those out there looking to uh, build their clientele, uh, thinking about getting out of school. A lot of the convers, a lot of the questions are about like when I go to schools and talk to the students is. they want to know how to start making money as quickly as possible. Uh, so I think that I love, I love this uh, piece of information. Would you say like, uh, you know, what was the number one uh, contributing factor to your book building if you had to, and if you can't say one, could you put them in order of uh, most importance? Consistency. Consistency. Discipline. Discipline is kind of number one, but they kind of live on the same plane. Right. Okay. Self-awareness. And then time blocking your schedule. Where the hell does all of our time go? I have on paper what I want my ideal life to look like. Sunday through Saturday, starting at 630 in the morning. I wake up every day at 630 in the morning. And I have an end at 930 at night. I try to go to bed at 930 at night, three or four days a week. Because I need to sleep. Okay. Sleep is so important. Okay, so I'm going to, uh, uh, as we kind of like, uh, I think this is a great way to like kind of like wrap, um, kind of move towards wrapping this uh, whole thing up. Uh, so I I want you to op- expand on, because this is also a question the students ask me is like, what is what are the people's like, uh, 
you know, how do people manage their schedule, their time, uh, the situation around around money? You know, there's a lot of like anxiety about you know the beginning of their of the of the journey uh, at, after school for these young stylists. Uh, so let's start with consistency. Can you what consistency and what um you could say everything, but like specifically what comes to mind? Okay, so consistency for me is I'm starting from the top of my day to the bottom of my day. Consistency is mental fitness for me. So mental fitness is I know where I need to be at all hours of the day and what exactly I'm doing. At 6.30 in the morning, I wake up, I take care of my dog, and then I need to leave my house by eight o'clock to go work out. Whether that's riding my bike, going to the gym, or meditating. And or meditating because I always meditate long, every day. How long does that do you do that on a daily basis? An hour. Hour. Okay. So I need to be back home by nine o'clock. Okay. So and this is in any order of operation. This just works out best for me, right? I need to be home by nine o'clock. As soon as I get home, that's when I'll tap into my social medias. Oh, and let me also mention when I'm working out, my phone is on do not disturb, and I set a timer for an hour. Nice. On interrupted. Everything that I do is uninterrupted. Okay. So, um, I'll tell you kind of what I'm working on right now as what I, what I plan for, you know, from nine o'clock to 11 o'clock. Um, I work on my socials. All right. So I work on my social media for one hour from nine to 10 o'clock. That is market research, not aimlessly scrolling market research, being purposeful, saving sounds, looking at other inspirational pages, whether it be uh, media outlets, whether it be other stylists, right? Focused, because I'm trying to plan my whole week. Let's just say this is Monday, okay? Okay. And then at 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, I'm in the process of starting a digital social academy. You'll be able to look forward to that. Q1. Cool. Nice. It's coming. It's coming. Nice. We'll talk. When that, when that hits it, we'll have another podcast for that. I work on that for one hour. And then after that, I go to the salon. I go to the salon. I work until usually like 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night, depending. Um, I used to work till 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) That was was 12-hour days. That was the whole thing. Um, Currently, uh, my Mondays are meetings. You know, today's Monday. We're filming this. So I do my meetings, um, interviews, whatever it may be. I work at the salon Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, I film all day Thursday. And then Fridays, I um, do more meetings or more content. And then normally, I would be traveling on Saturdays and Sundays. Okay, cool. Teaching social media. uh, Consistency sounds to me like uh, consistency kind of spread throughout everything. And and like your timing and uh, your how you schedule your time and uh, the do not disturb. That sounds like consistency and discipline kind of wrapped together. So that makes sense why you why you said that earlier. Um, okay. So consistency. Now I guess you would say that uh, if you're, if you were a, a new stylist starting out, what would be the areas of consistency outside of like scheduling your time and disciplining yourself on the time? Well, as like, what would you spend some of that time doing in the first like six months to a year? Um, yeah. So self-awareness, would be the second one, right? Okay, talk, yeah, talk you, to us about that. You need to make a list 
of everything that you love doing and you need to figure out a way to make money with it. But you need to lead with passion, not with making money. I promise you, you will not be consistent. You will not be disciplined. You will not time block correctly or create your routines if you are chasing money. When you chase money, money runs. Mm. You need to chase passion because that's what's going to keep up your consistency. Would so you not good. agree? Yes, yeah, so good. I love that. Every that's time. Awesome. And and I just had this epiphany uh, Friday because I've been feeling so lost lately because I've been chasing money. And I was talking to my client about this and she was the one that said, Olivia, you never chase money. What are you doing? And I was like, is that why I'm so lost? Right. It's, and, and I'm not lost, but I'm searching for the next. Right. And what we're going through right now in this economy, it's very scary to think about what's next because we're so wrapped up in money. Totally. totally. So what I would say, right, let's go back. Self-awareness. Figure out everything that you love in this life, right? I love creating content. It is my favorite thing in the world to do, right? Because I have figured out my niche of what I do. So my niche is I am a prosumer. A prosumer is a pro that creates content for pros, but they digest pro information to consumers, so clients. Now, I've lived in a strictly consumer world before. I've shifted my content to strictly pro, which is foiling videos, which is hair coloring videos. Um, and now I'm living in this prosumer space because what I'm learning is everyone's a consumer, right? So oh, yeah. why am I creating foiling videos for clients? Doesn't make sense. I'm going to make prosumer videos as the professional, as the hairstylist to consumers. And that's translated into hair hacks, hair science, hair myths, right? Because it's very easy, digestible content that even the pros love. Yeah, totally. I love that. And a larger, you have also have a larger audience <clears throat> to address on a total, like your total addressable market is so much bigger. Pros, you cap. Yeah. Right? And and ask any of the hairstylists in your salon. We're all sick of just coloring and foiling videos. We're all sick of it. <laughs> what we really want is relatability. What we really want is shareability. Totally. Right? Totally. So when you're creating content, go to your Explorer feed and say, what is the content that I'm personally consuming? That's what I love. How can I translate the content and the information that I love into the beauty industry, into my passion, into my career, into something that I do every single day, right? I'm getting ready to come out with a series. It's called The Shit Content Creators Don't Tell You. Oh, and nice. it actually has everything to do with what we are talking about. Nice. So because this is so relatable. Analysis paralysis, where you overthink something so much and you just don't do anything at all. That's so relatable. It's shareable, right? Think of like even the humor section. Um, you even just like, if you have a different lens, when you look at your page, you will see things so differently. Look at the things that Behind the Chair is posting. Look at the things that Modern American Salon, Beauty Launchpad, 
all shareability, all relatability, a lot of entertainment. Mm-hmm. That's where your strategy needs to go. Why are you doing 12-hour color correction services and only making one video? Oh, yeah. That... When you create like a prosumer content or you create something shareable or like a little tidbit, you can do tidbit videos. You can do seven of them in an hour. And you just had seven different pieces of content. So you almost have to, this is what I'm saying, like about time blocking and figuring out like where the hell your time goes. There are so many levels to this. Consistency, discipline, knowing what you love, self-awareness. And then there's a trickle effect that goes along with that. But really at the end of the day, we all have the same amount of time. Where's your time going? Are you wasting it? Are you aimlessly scrolling? Are you perfectionist? I don't like perfectionist. I think that's such a bullshit excuse. Are we allowed to curse on here? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's hey, it's relatable. Perfectionism is bullshit. Perfectionism is laziness wrapped up in a bow. Oh, I'm, I just want it to be perfect. I just want it to be for, No. You're being lazy. You're being lazy. You're making excuses for yourself. Perfectionism is an excuse. So how do we overcome that? We call ourselves on our bullshit. The stories that we're making up in our head every single freaking day. How do we overcome that? Self-awareness. Nice. And then as you grow in your career, as you make more money because you're chasing passion, you're not chasing money, right? You figure out the shit that you hate. You figure out everything that you hate about what you're currently doing and how you can eliminate it and how you can only drive with passion and love in this career. So let me give you an example, right? So at one point I did have a podcast, right? Um, I love doing it, but I hated editing it. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I was such a perfectionist. I didn't want an um in there. I didn't want a like. <laughs> I didn't want to pause it. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. I was such a perfectionist that I ended up just not doing it, right? I hated it. And for me, podcasts, were, me doing a podcast was taking up the most amount of time. I was overthinking it. Right. I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I know I'm speaking your language right now. I loved it. But at the time I was doing so well with other things that weren't taking up as much time that were making me more money that I wasn't over analyzing everything and just sitting there. And then I had analysis paralysis. I wasn't doing anything. Right. So I said to myself, all right, I hate doing podcasts. Guess what? I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to look, I'm not going to feel like a failure because I tried something and it failed. No, it did great. It was awesome. But I love video content creation. That's what I want to spend my Thursdays doing. Do you feel me when I say totally, that? Totally, 100%. I'm sure you do yeah, with Yeah, no, 100%. It. I mean, I'm like, personally, I'm thinking, I'm hearing, it's like I needed to hear this personally because there are a couple things that I'm doing that are definitely not the best use of my time. And uh Things take way more time than you ever expect them to and uh, easy to spread yourself thin. So I, I totally, I'm totally on the same page on this topic. Yeah. And, and think about it. How many jobs do we have? If you literally wrote down your jobs on a piece of paper, I write down my job. 
probably like every six months. I always go through this like recycle of like, what am I doing? Where am I at? Where am I headed? Right. I might not know what five years looks like for me. I really don't. I'm not a five-year goal person. I'm a six-month goal person. I have those check-in moments. So my jobs currently are, um, first and foremost, I'm a homemaker, right? I have my husband, Aaron. I have my dogs. I have my family. That's a job, guys. (laughs) You know it. Second, I'm a content creator, okay? I create video content, social media, Instagram. That's my job. I work for two brands currently right now. I am uh, signed exclusively with Joyco and I'm signed exclusively with Babeless Pro. All right. So those are my other jobs. On top of that, I work in a salon two to three days a week. I also teach social media on the weekends and then I consult brands on their influencer programs. Right. When we think about our jobs, we have to think of them that I actually read this in a book and each job is a pumpkin. Right. When we take on another job or another pumpkin, that supply, something's going to die out. So if something, if you're feeding a pumpkin of what you're doing and it's growing bigger and bigger, bigger, something else is going to suffer. But you need to make sure it's not your home life that's suffering. You need to make sure it's not what your favorite thing in the world is. Content creation is suffering, right? You need to figure out all the little minute bullshit that you keep doing that's occupying your space, occupying your time, and you need to eliminate it. Aimlessly scrolling, you know, doing dumb things that doesn't really contribute to anything, right? Guys, I do have a lot of free time. Like, I, I'm not saying that I, I like, I, I don't work on Saturdays and Sundays. Those are my days off, okay? But I've set up my life. It's taken me 14 years to do it. But that's why I'm explaining this over the podcast right now because I want to accelerate your time. I was not this disciplined. I was only this disciplined for maybe. I mean, so specifically what I'm saying, I've been doing this the past four years, right? Yeah. But in the beginning, I was all over the place. I was trying new things. I was exploring. I wasted a lot of time. As consistent as I was, I wasted a lot of time. But I wasted time doing things that I really liked. But then I realized, I was like, this isn't the best use of my time. I'm going to move on. And I'm not going to feel like a failure. I tried it. Didn't work out. Fail fast. Fail fast, yes. On hundred percent on that. Uh, so I got a, I got a, two questions to wrap it up. Uh, <clears throat> one is, um, how much Netflix or uh, streaming con- videos do you watch when during R and R sessions when you're relaxing? So that's actually uh, what I decided as a date night for me and my husband. We have a date night every night, and that's us watching our shows. Okay. So how much so, time is on your schedule for that? So I eat at seven o'clock generally. As soon as I'm in bed, we're watching movies until I pass out. Okay. So, couple, so like two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah. Cause you said nine 30. So seven yeah. to nine 30. That's nice. That's a lot of time actually. To be honest with you, I passed out at seven o'clock last night. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I love, I love sleeping. I like need it, but also I'm waking up at six 30 in the morning too. You know what I mean? Gosh, so like yeah, for sure. sleep is really, really important to me, it but is. yes. So that is my time 
with my husband that we watch our shows. That's what we enjoy doing. We love scary stuff. We love like paranormal. We love like end of the world, like alien stuff. Like, so usually that's what we're watching. Anything that has to do with like shit you probably shouldn't watch before you go to bed, we're watching. Got it. (laughs) And, um, what is uh, one time in your career, speaking of humor earlier, uh, that you had an embarrassing moment where you did something that you did was not funny in the moment, but you were able to look back and laugh about it later? I, I remember what I did. It was bad. I, it's even bad to say it out loud. So <laughs> I used to, I used to have an agency. This I skipped over a lot of stuff, by the way. I used to have an agency of hair and makeup artists that I would subcontract out for like award shows. Like we did the billboards, we did um, weddings, like we did events, like fashion shows, all that stuff. Um, which, by the way, I might be starting a hairstylist agency. That I just want to throw that out there. And usually, when I say maybe, that means I am. So just so you know. I was calling my assistant at the time to bitch about a client that was just driving me balls to the wall, annoyed, right? I get on the phone and I'm like, this girl is driving me. I'm cursing all the things. She goes, this is her. Oh my gosh. My heart dropped. And you know what I said? Do you know what I said after that? I go, well, it's true. (laughs) Wait, listen. I had to have my husband call her to be the boss of the agency to say that I got fired. <laughs> yeah. So she wouldn't give me like a bad Yelp review or like, they were like, yeah, she's not a part of the company anymore. We fired her. We're so sorry. We're going to send you your money back. Oh my goodness. This was, this was like, this was a long time, long time ago. I was like, probably like 24 <laughs> when this happened, but yeah, she, my, thank God I had my husband and he's in sales. So he knows how to like talk to people. It was the worst moment of my life. Now I have like, I'm constantly like, like seeing her, like that was just Triple a moment. check. <laughs> Guys, always be careful who you're calling. Be careful who you're bitching about ever. And just, and I just don't bitch like that anymore. So I was young. It's stupid. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, well, um, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. We definitely want to learn more about uh, how, how you build a brand, how you build a brand and any sort of like, you know, tips and tricks and stuff, but we'll save that for the next interview. This is good, a good opportunity to get to know you. And I feel like there's so much great content in here for uh, those rising, transforming and startup hairdressers. So thank you so much. No, thank you. I really appreciate it. Guys, just as a final thought, like, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard, but you have to pick your heart and you have to have that discipline to know like where you're segregating your time. And if you know that, if you know where your time is going and you know that you're following your passions and you're eliminating the shit that you hate, you're going to be successful. At the end of the day, you're going to be okay. I promise. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Uh, Thank you so much. And uh, for anybody out there that wants to know more and hear more, 
Uh, we'll leave all the information in the uh, description below so you can uh, check out Olivia. And also, uh, if some, you know, Olivia, you did say uh, you like to respond to people. So uh, is it cool if people hit you up on Instagram? Absolutely. Any regular advice, social advice, I'm so more than available for you guys. Awesome. Cool. Well, all that will be in the link in the description below. If you're listening on podcasts, give us a rating and follow us. YouTube, Instagram, subscribe, follow, like, comment. It helps support the channel. It doesn't cost you anything. And until next time, we'll see you. We'll see you then. Bye, guys.